This morning in the psalm, we sang, God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. Seems like an interesting refrain, considering that at the ascension, there were no blasts of trumpets, there weren't any shouts. The only people who were there to witness it were the 11 apostles. Most of the people in the world had absolutely no idea what was going on. And even the apostles, were told, were standing there staring at the sky, dumbfounded at what was happening. Yet here we are 2,000 years later, commemorating our Lord's ascension. So certainly, something very important happened at the Ascension. It was both a ending and a beginning. It was the ending of our Lord's earthly ministry, his very small circle in which he accomplished our salvation, and the beginning of the enlarging of that circle as the gospel begins to be preached through every generation to all people. So first, we want to understand what the ascension is. And the ascension really is the completion of the incarnation. God become man who lived and died and rose from the dead. And now he takes our human nature to heaven. He takes our humanity back to heaven where it was always meant to be. When we die, our bodies will await what has already happened to Jesus, the resurrection and the ascension. The goal of our lives is to be body and soul in heaven forever. That's what we say every Sunday when we profess that we believe in the resurrection from the dead. It's what we mean when we say that Jesus is the firstborn from the dead. That at the end of time, our bodies will rise and we, please God, will be body and soul in heaven. The letter to the Hebrews spoke about this in the second reading today. We heard, therefore, brothers and sisters, through the blood of Jesus, we have confidence of entering the sanctuary, that is, heaven, by the new and living way he opened for us through the veil, that is, his flesh, the human nature of Jesus, now in heaven, reminds us that that is where our human nature is destined to be. All of this that Jesus accomplished, our salvation, our redemption, He accomplished within a very small circle. He didn't go very far from where he was born. Yet he heavily, heavily invested in those who were close to him, his his apostles and that group of disciples who was with them. He taught them the good news, the gospel, and then he commissioned them to go out and make him known. So the ascension... Why didn't Jesus stay? 
He didn't stay because that circle would have always been small. Instead, he leaves to, to begin the next phase, the opening up of the gospel to every age and people, to begin what we call the time of the church, that the Holy Spirit expands those who believe in Jesus. The Lord said to his apostles that you will receive power when the Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, to the ends of the earth. The circle expands to include more and more, and it is the Holy Spirit that makes that happen. So that's why we are here today, 2,000-plus years later. What started in Jerusalem eventually expanded to, a, to encompass our ancestors who first came to believe in the Catholic Christian faith, and that was passed on to you and to me. Or if you accepted the Catholic faith as an adult, you encountered someone who had first fallen in love with Jesus. You encountered that expansion of the circle of believers. We are the beneficiaries of what once went on in that small circle that surrounded the Lord and now has grown throughout the world. So we might ask ourselves today, what, what does this have to do with us? What does the ascension mean in our lives? Well, the first thing that it means is that our human nature, an eternal destiny has been opened up again to our human nature that we can be body and soul in heaven. And we rejoice that our humanity is right there at the throne of God, that Jesus brought our humanity back to its completion. But the ascension also means that the mission is not over. The circle has to expand, to continue to grow, to encompass new generations, and new people who have never heard the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit on his followers and to make them his witnesses. We who are baptized have received the Holy Spirit and again in our confirmation. So we are his witnesses by virtue of our baptism. I saw it said just recently that a disciple is someone who has moved from being the recipient of the church's mission to being responsible for the church's mission. A disciple is someone who has gone from being the recipient to someone who is responsible for the mission of the church. Faith is not something that is primarily passive. It is meant to be active. We come here to this church every week to be strengthened by the sacraments, to hear the word of God, to be strengthened by the Christian community. But then we are meant to take that with us when we leave here. For the last 50 or 60 years or so, we've been very content in the church with a sort of maintenance mentality that if we keep building 
more people will come. And we've seen over the last 10 or 20 years that, that people have stopped coming. But yet we have still been very contented with a maintenance model. But that means if the people have stopped coming, that we have to go out and encounter them again. To propose and invite them to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. And you might think that that's an impossible task. How could we possibly do that? But think back to those 11 apostles staring up at the sky as Jesus left. It was just them. But they left that mountaintop and they went out and shared one on one. And then it grew exponentially once people encountered the good news. It's not impossible if we all accept that calling that we have received because of our baptism to make Jesus known. A week from today, we will be celebrating the Feast of Pentecost. When the Lord sent the Holy Spirit upon his apostles to begin this enlarging of the circle, the spreading of the good news. Ultimately, it is the Holy Spirit who accomplishes the mission. But yet, we all have an active role to play. This past Friday began the novena to the Holy Spirit in in anticipation of Pentecost. I encourage you, if you have not begun to pray that novena, it's not too late. Please join in. It's on the fifth page of today's bulletin. It's always important to pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I think it's especially important in the age that we live in. And also as we go through a leadership change at St. Agnes and St. William of York. To ask the Holy Spirit to be the motivator. To inspire us everyone in our community, and also to inspire Father Isaac as he becomes our new pastor. My friends, the shouts of joy and the trumpet blasts for the Lord happen as the message spreads, as more people encounter the love of Jesus. I hope we all remember that we all have a role to play in that, that we have been commissioned by Jesus, and given the Holy Spirit to help enlarge that circle, to bring more people into the family of faith.